How are we doing today? So today's a little bit of a mental health talk, and it's something I'm, I'm deeply passionate about because it's something that's affected me personally in my life. Uh, this, again, is Jake Sudnick talking to you. So what I'm going over today is I, I saw an interesting quote online that I came across, and the quote read, no one likes you when you're depressed, and that, and that is just the truth. It's easy to talk online or make a post about mental health and mental wellness and supporting it. Where it gets really difficult, where it gets really difficult is that often depressed people get put into the category of negativity and toxicity and get left to drown in it on their own. So the question is, how do you deal with that? Because there, there is some truth to that when you're going through an episode of you know, heightened anxiety or depression, that can be really, really tough, not just on the person that's experiencing it, but you do cast that out into the world as well. And a lot of people learn through no fault of their own that sometimes cutting negativity out of your life is a good thing, and, and people can be very quick to make that change. So when you're in a prolonged state of anxiety or depression, it, it can be hard for the people around you to experience that. And again, this is not saying that they shouldn't support you because, you know, people that are close to you, your good friends, your good, your, your family members, you hope to have their love and support no matter what. But mentally, there is a strain that can be dealt with. Um, and what I wanted to talk about today was exactly that thought that there's two sides of that. One, as the person dealing with uh, depression, anxiety, um, that type of mental illness. And the second part is the people that are in the life of a person who's dealing with that same thing, um, you know, mental illness. Now, I, I by no means am a professional in this, in this uh, field. It's just something that I've had a lot of personal issues with uh, specifically generalized anxiety disorder has been a problem for me for over 10 years now on and off and depression is something that's that's showed its face a couple of times as well and currently something that I, I am dealing with especially coming out of the past year of the pandemic a lot of people have had you know symptoms of depression or depression that they've been dealing with a and we all all dealt with it in different ways because one interesting thing about humans is we're very, very good at adapting to new and strange situ situations. But after the fact, after that thing has happened, it's hard for our brain to adjust and realize what it is that we went through. Um, you know, I, I don't want to compare it exactly to uh, PTSD, but there's there's a little level of that where there is some truth that you know, when there's a traumatic thing that happens, and for some people, they felt a lot of trauma over the past year, that we do have to, we do have to deal with it. And dealing with it mentally can, can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. So let's, let's get into it here. As a depressed or anxious person, there's a couple things that, that commonly occur and again these are coming more from my personal experiences so i'm not speaking for everyone here because it has a lot of different uh, a lot of different ways that it shows up 
and a lot of different ways that this can kind of plague people. So first off, and before I even get started or get into this, again, not a professional here, and what I'm going over is no, it's no substitute for getting mental health help from a professional, especially if you are dealing with, you know, depression and high levels of anxiety. These are things that over the long term can be a negative effect on on your health, your mental well-being. And, you know, some people do take their own lives and it's it's a very, very sad thing. That, and, and I hate to see that ever happen with anyone. So dealing with it is is always the right thing to do. And even if it seems small or insignificant, it's never too insignificant to seek help because I think that it's it's good of everyone to always be looking to be able to feel better and to experience a better quality of life. And I, I do hope that for everybody to have that better quality of life. So let's get started. So a, as a person that does deal with depression and anxiety, some, some symptoms that you might experience are, you know, physical symptoms are, are a big one. I know for me, I when carrying high levels of anxiety, start to have uh, a lot of pain, specifically, you know, body pain that'll that'll happen typically in in shoulders and chest, uh, pain in in your chest that can feel like a heart attack. Sometimes I have typically a, a lot of um, exhaustion, where some days it'll be hard for me to make it through a whole day where I don't feel like I need to take a break in the middle to have a little bit of a nap or take a breather or just be able to lay down for a little while because the, you know, being up and awake can be exhausting. And then anger, you know, sometimes you're going to get angry with people that you even really care about. And it's, it's irrational, which is the part that sucks. You're, you're sitting there and, you know, it could be the smallest thing that'll set you off because you've been in this negative headspace and you've been bottling things up a little bit and, you know, you haven't really wanted to deal with what's going on. So you can unleash that on the people around you. And that can make you hard to be around because when you're projecting that on people, you know, your own problems, your own mental problems, you're, you're pushing that onto others. And again, it's, it's a symptom of, uh, of a disorder. It's, it's not anything that is wrong with you. It's just something to recognize. And then, you know, uh, obviously with depression comes that deep, deep sadness, which is, you know, something where you can get triggered by, by many things, you know, a, a song comes on that plays and all of a sudden you're crying and your, your head is just spinning with thoughts of things that you wish you would have done or, or things that are just plaguing your mind. You know, there's, there's tons of different examples. You can't even begin to say what those are, but any little thing you could, you could just look outside and the sky seemed a little bit too gray or maybe a too blue and it's very irrational, but you do have that real, um, you know, it, things can be triggering and it, it's, it's strange because in, when you're in a normal headspace, you may not feel that way, but sometimes your emotions just seem to be overflowing. And then past that, if you take a look, you know, past the, the sadness, you, you do have isolation typically with with depression and anxiety a lot of times now you it may be through recognizing that you're being difficult to be around that you want to isolate yourself or it might just be that you don't sim you simply just don't want to be around people and again all of this is okay 
it's part of what is happening. And I think recognizing and understanding and establishing that it's okay to feel these things is super, super important in this process. And then you may have some, you know, mental fog and just inability to, to really process or communicate properly, which now, again, another real problem when trying to be around people is that I if you're in a depressed state, there is an element of your communication that can be damaged by this. So for me, when, when I've felt all of these different things, there's a couple small steps that I try to recognize personally and sometimes I get out of it very quickly where I'm able to catch myself and it's only a couple days and I feel like I'm heading in the right direction again. There's other times where, you know, I, I hate to say, but weeks and months start to pass by and, and I struggle. And, you know, again, professional health isn't something that, that can be substituted by these, these items. So there is a time and place to, to seek out a little bit to seek out more because sometimes just going through your own mental preparation, your own steps aren't exactly the solution that you need at that time. That being said, there are times when it can help. So I wanted to share what some of those things are. And one of them is just trying to recognize and address what you're going through. So for me, when I'm especially very anxious and I'm, I'm having, you know, sometimes it's an anxiety attack where I feel my heart re rate raising I feel short of breath. I'm starting to have, you know, that panicky feeling and your brain's going a million different ways. You're trying to answer problems before you've even asked a question. All of the fun things that come along with anxiety where you're you're just really really struggling to get moving. The first thing that that I can say is that that's helped me in the past is trying to number 1 recognize that it's happening and sometimes it's much as much as you know when you see it happening you have to state it and say i'm having a hard time today i'm dealing with some things mentally and those things are x and y if you can't say exactly what they are again with general anxiety sometimes it's not a specific thing it could be as simple as i'm having a hard time today and i can feel that my depression and or anxiety is affecting my life I'm going to do something to make a change about that. And just that statement, I'm going to do something, quantify it as well. I'm going to do something today to make a change about that. And you have to put that out there. You have to start by acknowledging that you aren't completely out of control here because there is a level of control. It might not be full, it's kind of like when you're, <laughs> it's kind of like if a plane's crashing. Not every plane that's crashing, you know, just dives into the ground and explodes. They still try to land it. So you can try and land this plane. So take, <laughs> take your shot and put it out into the universe that, number one, I understand I'm going through something and it, and I can control at the very least myself and my actions. I might not be able to control every thought. I might have things that happen, but I'm going to control my actions. So that leads into number two. After we've acknowledged that there's something going on, that we have an issue and we're looking to deal with it, number two is just making it through 
acknowledging that making it through is going to be difficult, that this is hard. And and it's really hard to try and face everything, all of the problems, all at once. So what I try to look for from there is just some kind of small win. And it can be really difficult to find these. It's it's a lot more helpful sometimes if you have someone on your side who's helping you out with this. But when I say small win, make it as small as it needs to be. For some people, that might be, you know, here's something really easy. Uh, I've got this you know this container of water and i know i need to drink this much water every day and at least that's a start so what i can do today is i can at least drink water and I, i'd like to think that everybody is capable of at least being able to say okay great i've got this this bottle filled up and i'm gonna make it through this and it might sound so crazy that it, that something that small that seemingly insignificant could feel like an accomplishment but it puts you on the track in the right direction the next thing, you know, could be something as small as, and again, these are all cu- kind of customized to what you're dealing with and what you you feel is a comfortable level for you. It might be, I need to get outside today and at least take a little bit of a walk. So to take a you know short walk down the street, I- at least I, I made it to my mailbox to start. And the next day, I'm going to make it a little bit further. And the next day, I'm going to make it a little bit further than that. And maybe I'll make it out to the park the day following that. And just keeping that consistency of, okay, every day I'm going to keep trying to do something a little bit better. For others, they, you know, you might not be in, in quite that much of a restart of a place where you could be like, okay, well, I feel like going for a little bit of a run today and the next day going for a run or getting into the gym. Uh, you know, millions of different examples here. These are just a couple that I've used in the past. And going out and doing those things are going to help you mentally get started in this process. Now, number three, after we get through that, know that getting around people, specifically people that you enjoy being around, is a really important part of the process. As humans, we're social creatures. So being too isolated, and I I think a lot of what's happened from the past year through the pandemic has happened due to isolation because, you know, we're, again, social creatures. So getting around people is really important. The way I like to approach it is I try to find an activity that I enjoy. Now, when you're depressed, you're probably thinking I don't enjoy any activity. So pick one that you used to enjoy. Maybe it's a a short bike ride. It's a walk in the park. It's a kayak trip. Whatever it might be. And it doesn't have to be giant or extreme again. This could be something as simply as you and a friend get together at a park that's a minute or two down the street and you walk around and you get to talk for a little bit and try and be around someone that that you know you like you someone that's going to be able to help with this headspace that you're in and it it might be hard to find that person and another little thing because this is something that's always kind of put me back and taking me back when I've had issues with this is, you know, I go and make a plan like this and it's, and it's like, okay, good. We're going to go on Saturday. We're going for that bike ride. And y- you know, you've, you're trying to do some of the other things, but you really feel like your week is just, you know, nothing, just nothing is, is getting to the point that you want it to. And you're really looking forward to this thing. And then you get that text or call from your friend saying they can't make it. And it can seem absolutely devastating. 
I mean, to the point where it sounds, again, so insignificant, but the only thing that you looked forward to all week was that little bike ride. So my advice in this situation is when that happens, don't just lay in bed. Don't cancel your plan completely. Still go out and do it. You know, go and do the thing, w- whatever that is. You're, you're on your own, and, and that's okay. But go and do it. And then make a point to, you know, maybe it's, it's a phone call or talking to somebody that you care about. But still try and find a way to get some kind of social interaction and, and do the activity. Because you could use that as a reason to talk to someone. You know, I had a really nice ride, bike ride in the park today. And I, you know, I, I hadn't been on this one trail before. And it's, it's really cool. We should go sometime. And now you've, you've talked to somebody. And maybe, they, you know, maybe that starts something else. The, the point of it being is that you still got out, you still did something, and you've made accomplishments. You've made some small progress. And internally, mentally, now again, I, I'm <laughs> I don't know the science behind this, and I don't know exactly you know, the, the, the psychological benefit, but I could just speak from personal experience. But there is something rewarding when even you know, hitting these very small goals because you're, you're moving forward. And if you can keep that progression going, you're going to get out of this. You're going to get out of that anxiety-ridden state, that depression. And, you know, there's going to be setbacks some days. It'll come back. You'll fall back down. You're going to feel like you didn't make it as far as you wanted to, and now you're starting all over again. It's not starting over. Starting over would be going back to the beginning. We're on a journey here. You know, nothing nothing really is is beginning and starting. You're just living life. So it's okay to start over because it's happening anyway. And I saw actually another really interesting quote the other day that was along the lines of, I'm going to butcher it, it's not exact, but when when we're taking a look at, at like mental health and, and issues, especially people that get to the point where they feel suicidal, like they want to they want to end their life, a lot of times it's not about ending their life. It's ending their life as they know it. Because I, I know for me, when I've, when I've really struggled and I've been in some deep, dark places, it, it wasn't necessarily that I, I wanted to stop altogether. It's that I just didn't want to keep doing and living the way that I was living at that time. So uh, un- the, the reality of the situation is that you ultimately have to be the change that you want. As corny as it sounds, you have to be that own your own change. So those are just a couple little things that I use when feeling anxious or depressed that really help get me in that right mindset again. Now, the other side of it, for people who are in a good mental state but might have friends that are anxious or depressed and people in their lives that are anxious or depressed. Now, with friends, it, it can be a little bit easier because you have the ability to create space. People that you live with and family, especially family you live with, that you're close with, when you're around it all of the time, we all have to acknowledge that it can be a hard thing to deal deal with. And, And that's from both sides. Again, nothing wrong with this, just simply stating that it can be hard to deal with. So understanding that this is common and it affects everyone is probably the, f- the first step when you're dealing with a person who has depression or anxiety. W- we all have different levels of this, and it affects everyone differently. So my first uh, simple guideline for, for when you're dealing with this person is each person deals with 
depression and anxiety differently. So it may not always be the best idea to try and apply the approach that works exactly for you to the other person. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Each person deals with it differently, so you may not want to try the exact approach that works for you to some other person by telling them how to deal with their depression and their anxiety. So even the things that I went over earlier in, in this recording are things that have helped me. If I'm dealing with a person who has, who's dealing with anxiety and depression, the first thing that, that I try to do is engage with them. And it might just be a really simple question. How are you doing today? Really, how are you doing today mentally? And I like that question because it's not as superficial as it sounds if you're asking it. And you really, really mean where, it, where it's coming from. You know, I want to know how you're doing. And giving the person who's struggling with this space to open up to a level that they want to with you is the first really, really important thing. Because it might be, you know, it's something I don't really want to talk about today. It might be, you know, a sigh of relief saying, you know, I'm happy that you asked. I'm really having a hard time. And it's giving them permission to answer and give you the answer. A and I think that's so, so important that we need to give, you know, when, when someone's struggling like this, we need to give them permission to allow what they're going through to exist, to put it out there because it's still the first part of what they're dealing with. And they get to say that, you know, they get to say how they want to deal with it. And you don't need to pry super deep. You just need to, after you've asked and given them permission to answer the way that they, they choose, now you have to accept that answer. A and that's the second part to it is allow them to give their response and just simply be there for them. Whatever that response is, it's okay to be there for them. And when you're, when you're with them, now engaging is the next part. So based off of how they respond is kind of a good way to feel out how to engage that person next. If you know, they said that they don't want to talk much, it's okay to give them some space and allow them to just you know, be there. It, it's okay to you know, offer, it's okay to offer help to them, but if they decline it, you should also respect respect that they did decline that help for the time being. So a lot of times, sometimes a, a person in that state of mind, just being asked is enough to help a little bit. So knowing that someone cares enough to ask can really mean a lot. And for everyone who is dealing with anxiety and depression right now, understand that it, it's, it's, good. It, it's good for people to ask and they really do care. They really do care about you or they wouldn't be asking. So after, uh, after that, step three, I, I'd say take, the best way to put it would be, you know, take some space between interactions. So if you're not, even if you are living with people, when you're dealing with someone who's anxious or depressed, it can be hard. It can be mentally exhausting, especially if they're in a really, really dark place. It's important to be for there for them in the ways that we stated above. But it's also important to remind yourself that you do have to take care of yourself mentally and I don't think that pushing them away or cutting them out of your life if, if they are in fact an important person to you is really the right answer here. I think that making sure that you take time for yourself and give yourself some mental space but also know that you being there for that person is likely tremendously helpful. 
Now, there are different situations for everyone, and understanding a situation that can be actually toxic and, and really harmful is important. So that that's a different day and a different talk, but for right now, you know, we're focusing on how can we help the people that we're dealing with. So when when y someone has that anxiety or depression, I know, again, this is kind of speaking from a personal experience, the things that I would look for. It's once it being invited is a big thing. So, you know, sometimes it's not sitting there and asking questions and trying to figure out the answer. Sometimes it's just being engaged to go out. And I, I might decline. So remember that that person that is declining, that especially if you have recognized that they might have anxiety or depression, understand that it's normal for them to decline you. They're not saying that they don't want to spend time with you. They're probably in a place where they're having a hard time getting out. So my, my advice is try and be persistent by, you know, not badgering them. But when you do things, continuing to invite the person. And eventually one of these times they're going to say yes because they're, they'll, they'll feel up and it'll match up with how they're feeling mentally and where they're at in their whole journey. And once you get that matchup and, and you get out with someone and they're in the world doing something that, that's enjoyable to them because, you know, they, they accepted this invitation, they wanted to be there, now you're in a lot better place. And the conversation might not have to center around mental health, but if it comes back there, being able to be in a place that you enjoy and ask and answer these questions becomes a lot easier because now you've, you've made some progression. You're actually in a place where you do feel better. So for me, uh, recently, you know, having having some friends around that were able to continue to ask and invite me out to do something really made a world of difference. A and I am so, so lucky that I had those people to help pull me because it's been, you know, like I said, weeks, sometimes months that, that I deal with these issues and having someone there to, to keep asking and, and get you know, to take a little bit of action and help me get moving was really a kick that I needed. And now I'm hoping that sharing this with, with both people that are dealing with anxiety and depression and those who aren't but know someone who is, uh, I, I hope it inspires some action on both sides for people that are dealing with it to, to take some steps and know that making plans and getting out and trying to engage in the world again is a good thing. And then from the other side, those people that, that may have seemed isolated or might seem like they just don't want to be around you, understand that they, they might have something that they are going through. And it's okay to keep asking because they'll let you know when they're ready. And if for some reason they're not, they'll, they'll, they'll let you know that as well eventually. So, you know, be there for people. Show some love and compassion. The world needs it more than ever. Thanks, you guys. That's all for today. Talk to you soon.